Welcome to the Inspirational Living Podcast. If you're like me, you love good food. Eating delicious foods are one of the greatest pleasures of life. But when it comes to desserts, we need to be careful of our sugar intake. That's why I was really happy to discover today's sponsor, Love Good Fats. They've got ridiculously delicious bars that are better than any candy, and with only 1-2 to two grams of sugar. Plus, they are high in good fats and dietary fiber, while being low in net carbohydrates. I just received their What's New variety pack in the mail, which includes their salted caramel, sea salt and almond, cookies and cream and lemon mousse bars. And wow, are they good! I can't wait to check out their other products, including their shakes. I encourage you to try them for yourself, and at a special discounted price of 20% off, by going to lovegoodfats.com and using the coupon code LIVING. That's lovegoodfats.com with the coupon code LIVING. Thank you. Today's reading was edited and adapted from Keeping Fit by Orison Sweat Martin, published in 1914. The grandest work a human being can do is to keep themselves fit for the greatest thing they are capable of doing, the highest service they are capable of rendering always up to the level of their greatest efficiency. To keep fit is to maintain perfect health, and perfect health depends upon a perfect balance of mind and body, unimpaired physical vigor, absolute inner harmony, and a calm mental poise which nothing can disturb. Every normal human being can, if they will, raise themselves to this condition. You can live in such a simple yet scientific manner that you will not only have great disease-resisting power, but you will also be at the maximum of your creative ability. When the body is in superb physical condition, it stimulates the mind and develops its maximum force to create and accomplish when the body is down, the mind is down, all life standards are down, and your whole nature is demoralized. No one can be healthy or harmonious with a pessimistic outlook on life, for this produces physical and mental depression, the forerunner of ill health. Not only does disease catch the person whose vitality and physical resiliency are low, but mediocrity marks them also, because all their mental standards are down too. I criticized a carpenter working for me recently for using dull tools. He excused himself by saying that he had been too busy to sharpen them. He had been working for weeks with a dull saw, and with a plane which had notches in it, leaving ugly ridges on the boards he was planing. He had probably wasted more time in working with dull tools than would have been required to sharpen them several times, to say nothing of the inferior work he was turning out. 
Many people go through life doing their work with dull tools, just as this carpenter did. The edge is off their energy. Their ambition is dull. Their initiative lags. Their enthusiasm is exhausted. Their willpower is weak. Their intelligence is blunted. All their powers are at the minimum instead of the maximum efficiency because they have neglected their health or in some other way reduced their efficiency by failing to keep fit. The most precious capital you have are the deposits of life force, of vitality and reserve power in your physical bank. There is nothing which will lead to bankruptcy of a person's life quicker than neglect or abuse of their health capital. An individual too busy to take care of their health is like the worker too busy to sharpen their tools. Anything that produces should be kept in a condition to produce the largest or best possible output. What would we think of a person who had an enormous, productive farm, but carelessly cut down its possible output by 75%? Yet most of us cut down the possible output of our brains, our energies, even more than 75% by our carelessness, by strangling or crippling our sources of power. We should think it a pretty bad waste of potential for an engineer who had a power plant capable of producing a hundred thousand horsepower to utilize only 10% of it. Yet that is precisely what most of us do with our physical powers. Now having said all this, let me emphasize that health squandered can never be compensated by the mere acquisition of money. It is simply a lack of intelligence that causes anyone to barter health for wealth. A well-balanced individual will find a way to have both, with detriment to neither. Remember that it is not the vitality we utilize that dwarfs our power and whittles away and shortens life. It is what we foolishly throw away. Millions of people have made failures in life by letting their health, their most precious asset, one which might have made them successful, slip away from them in foolish living and silly dissipation. Keeping ourselves fit, up to our highest physical and mental standards, so that we are always ready to do the most superb thing possible to us, is not an easy task. Few are willing to pay the price for it by sacrificing what others call having a good time. But it is the only price for masterfulness. And the one who is not willing to pay it, who is not ambitious to make their life successful, to make it count, must be content to be cataloged with the mediocrities, those who would like to be somebodies and do something in the world but are not willing to plod the path of self-restraint, which alone leads to excellence. The desire for success is not enough. It must be backed by vigorous resolution. 
determination which knows no retreat. The individual who would get the most out of life, who would reach the highest expression in their work, and yet would retain their freshness, vigor, and enthusiasm to the last, must lead a healthy life. They must follow the rules of health. They must become acquainted with their own body and give it all it needs, no more, no less, to keep it always at the top of its achievement possibility. The quality of your work cannot be up to the high watermark when any faculty or function, any of your abilities, is affected by inferior physical or mental conditions. You may be sure that your weakness, whatever its cause, will appear in your day's work to dilute or cheapen its quality, whether it is making products or selling them, teaching school or studying, singing or painting, chiseling statues or digging ditches. I know people with but one talent whose life habits are so healthy and regular, whose time for recreation and sleep, exercise and vacations are so well ordered, who take such superb care of themselves that they are constantly at the top of their physical and mental condition and accomplish with ease much more than other people of five or ten talents who waste their energy and squander their power by abusing their human machines which are so marvelously and wonderfully made. A great many people go through life in a sloppy, slovenly way. They never have things up to the mark. There is always something the matter with their life machinery. It is out of order, and they go on from year to year, sowing faulty seed and reaping scant harvests. Distinctive achievement of any kind is costly. It is not half as easy as sliding along the line of least resistance and having a good time, not bothering one's head about system and schedule, but there is a wide difference in the results. There is nothing like keeping fit, keeping things up to the standard, Nothing like regularity in one's life habits, order and system, both in life and in work. It will make all the difference in the world, in your results, whether you go to work every day in prime condition, with all your faculties up to their standards, so that you can fling your whole life into your task. The woman and man who wins in this day of sharp competition must bring the whole of themselves to their work. They must keep themselves fit in every respect. Most people apply only a small part of themselves to their tasks. They cripple much of their ability by irregular living, bad habits, lack of sleep, and eating unhealthy food. They do not go to their tasks every morning as whole men and women. A part of themselves, often a large part, is somewhere else. They thus carry weakness instead of power, indifference and dullness instead of enthusiasm and alertness, 
to the performance of the most important duties of their lives. There are, on the other hand, many men and women who cut down their fitness and efficiency by continually overdoing and never allowing themselves a good time. They go to the other extreme. They do not realize that a mind that is habitually held to its task by willpower for long hours becomes permanently injured by losing its spring or resilience, just as a bow would lose its power to rebound if it were always strung. Perfect health is a life in perfect balance. It is a great discoverer of ability. It brings out resourcefulness, inventiveness, and initiative. Physical mental fitness means new hope, new life, new power. Most of us are our own worst enemies. We expect a great deal of ourselves, yet we do not put ourselves in a condition to achieve. We are either too indulgent to our bodies, or we are not indulgent enough. We pamper them or neglect them, and it would be hard to tell which mode of treatment produces the worst results. How humiliating to feel ambition throbbing within us to do a great thing, to feel conscious of our ability to accomplish it, yet to be prevented by lack of physical stamina, staying power, vitality. Always remember that the basis of all achievement is health, that even if you reach the goal of your ambition, but leave your health by the wayside, you are not a true success. The first requisite of success and happiness for every human being is to be mentally and physically fit. You can accomplish wonderful things, and with no other capital than robust health, and a determination to make something of yourself. The Inspirational Living Podcast is a production of The Living Hour. Get the best of our podcast in heirloom hardcover or digital ebook by visiting inspirationallifelessons.com. Thanks for listening. I look forward to talking with you next time.